fuck. And three. And two. And one. And get fucked. Boom, boom. Yeah. All right. We're on. We are on. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> That's what we do every time, bro. We just like yeah. actually fucking. Yeah. Sometimes we riff for like ten minutes, and then all of a sudden, that's when we actually start. But yeah, I, I know I've listened to this heaps. Yeah, I bet you have. It's my favorite pod. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well for us already here, can't? Not only do we fucking have to chase you to the end of the earth after you bitch about coming on. And we try to make you our first actual guest. Sorry, you think rookie. you're the only one chasing me? Come on, bro. <laughs> Grinder and fucking Wormholes podcast do not go hand in hand, believe it or not. <laughs> well, look at the hand here and the hand here. Um, For those listening at home, I at least lifted up both of my hands at different times. A fucking pretty good bit, but you don't have to be here. Anyway. It's a live video one day. So, uh, we're on. Welcome to... The Roods. Uh, Rudy, you're not going to say his full name because I don't fucking know how to pronounce it. So Rudy we'll call him- Lee Nahina Pokatodua. Well, there wow. you go. Yeah, is that the same as Apu out of Simpsons? I'm pretty sure that's fair. Um, no, that's the same as racism out of Australia. <laughs> that's, that's the same as that. How many Japanese but, but people cool. does it take to change a light bulb? Well, very specifies jokes to the seven people that were at open mic Monday. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's for us. It's, it's for it. us. That's this it. Thing. It's all about us. With this podcast, it's not just for anyone else's benefit. It's also for us fucking pieces of shit sitting here. So that's comedy. So jokes. That's are. that's all comedy. Exactly. People come up and ask me after the set, "Oh, how did I go?" I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I didn't listen to you. It had nothing to do with me. I don't give a fuck about you. I was sitting there on my phone, thinking about what I can do for me. Mm-hmm. That's life. It's a good attitude to have. That's, <laughs> fucking win. that's how you fucking win raw, right? That's how you win raw. That's how you win raw. So what? Uh, so, so what? What is raw? Because I've heard I've heard well, the name floating around a few times. I'm also uh, known as bareback. Bareback. Um, <laughs> no franger. Yeah, it's um, if if you don't wear dry. protection, and it's not so much a big thing for you heteros, but but for us homosexuals, it's quite risky business because of the right. whole HIV thing. So. Well, fucking there you go. Get that India. <laughs> is anyone who doesn't like who has no idea who Rudes is has just already got be an many introduction people, let's be to well, <laughs> and he's modest, like <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe if Raw went ahead this year. But, oh. uh, so we've we've got a special guest today. We've talked about him on a couple of other episodes. Obviously, he was one third of uh, the Adelaide's Most Wanted, the third that still talks um, to the group. Um, and uh, so obviously the Fringe show that we did from this year, um, he was the state finalist of uh, the Raw comedy competition. So what that was, ties is every year... It was backed by Triple J. It's no longer backed by Triple J after this year. But for many years, it's been backed by Triple J. It's basically an open mic, but it's a competition. Sure, sure. So you have a bunch of heats um, over a few weeks. And then obviously you have uh, like a a state final that emerges out of the best of those um, few heats. And then that state finalist gets to go and compete in a national competition in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yeah. So obviously uh, Rude's here won... The, the state Then, then you're supposed to go on TV. It's supposed to be filmed and put on fucking television. Yeah. Right? yeah. For the last 20 fucking years, film <laughs> put on television. Last 20 fucking years, backed by Triple J, a national fucking radio station. Yeah, yeah. The one year I get in, can't uh, fucking, not only is the world full of shit, Triple J pulled their book and their fucking backing last year and now no TV, uh, no travel. So, yeah. So this is the online thing you were just talking about before. Yeah, so, so, right. yeah he still gets to do his final. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to talk about that actually. Really? Yeah, it's probably well. Good thing all, no one's listening. Really, many, many privacy people. bullshit. But <laughs> oh, well. the world's fucked. Um, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You don't get to do a video. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to be on TV for once in my life without a balaclava. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all right. without, without the would be nice. Yeah. Border, <laughs> yeah. would be fucking nice. The fucking CCTV cameras always like one megapixel. Like, yeah, I, all they get is my height. Like, there's a lot more to me than that. Like, actually, you not a cartoon sketch. Yes, you know? yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was great that day when um, my a mate I worked with who'd obviously you know seen the fly from our show and and he hadn't seen you yet, but he knew who you were and he was driving into work and he heard. Mickey D talking about you as an up and comer and I messaged you like oh I heard Mickey D's talking about you on the radio and you were like oh no I heard you were getting talked about on the radio and you were like oh the fucking Crime Stoppers ad's playing again <laughs> no, see, uh, that's what happens you know you do comedy for two years and no one cares about that you fucking shank one grandmother on pension day oh, oh no all of a sudden that's all you are the world's over granny robber you show oh, one sawn off over the fucking yeah. front bar right, of right. the of the slug and lettuce and suddenly that's all the fucking rage fucking <laughs> hell a little bit um, 500 more of them but <laughs> so we got a we, we got a like a bunch of questions that we want to ask you and i want to start with one here right what got you into comedy no comment 
No comment. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a <laughs> This isn't an interrogation, you know. Where are like, the drugs? I know my rights. I just have to give you my name, address, date of birth. I'll wait for my lawyer. And the address for the Port Adelaide <laughs> What got me into comedy? Uh, I didn't choose the comedy life. The comedy life chose me. I was born a funny cunt. Uh, yeah. I just got better and better as I got older. And uh, here we are now. Can you tell, uh, can you tell Ty's here your story about the, your first ever? Oh, fuck. My first ever uh, stand-up comedy spot was yeah. Raw Comedy about five years ago now. Yeah. Uh, back when I was a heterosexual, fucking went terribly, so I had to fucking mix that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's been the whole reason. You, didn't, yeah. you don't actually like dick. You're like, no. I need to fucking you but, change it up. But like. in my defense, I do suck a lot of it. So, you know, whether I like it or not, I fucking, I've paid my dues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, so I was fucking, I didn't realize there was open mic. I didn't realize there was something you go, uh, practice on so i've just fucking the day of this competition just written a set uh fucking had a few helpers to get over me anxiety and then took a uh <laughs> 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 fucking shooting pippin whatever we used to do back in the old days anyway rock up to the old rhino room um with a bottle of fucking Grey Goose Vodka straight, just sculling it. Shit. Abusing every cunt that walked past because that's what happens when my anxiety flares up. I get a bit fucking aggressive. Or I used to anyway. Uh, anyway, a friend of mine rocks up with this lady that I've never seen before and I'm fucking just losing my shit sculling this vodka straight, fucking ranting and raving like a fuckwit. They go in, I, I collect myself, I think fucking, thank fuck no one from the competition seen me like this. Um... Walk in to the old rhino room and the woman that was there while I was fucking losing my absolute shit was Laurie Bell, the MC of the evening, oh, a very no. well-known Adelaide comic. Uh, turns out she's actually my brother's, my brother and her brother are best mates. Oh, okay. Um, In interestingly enough, I actually know your brother, hey. So yeah, don't yeah. hold it against me. I know, one? it's all right. I've, I've met Baden. two of them. Baden, yeah, Baden, yeah. Yeah. So I know Baden, for, I've played a few shows with him before. Yeah. In the past. And I've also met, I would assume, your older brother who plays drums. Um, yeah. 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 Shout yeah. out VK boys. Fucking verbal knowledge. Shout out the Portside gentlemen. Yeah, they're good lads, man. Six. Oh, my God. They got the, all the rap crews going. Yeah, they were, they were good. They were good dudes. I haven't seen him in a long time now. I, like, I, I'm not sure what happened to, to Baden. Dead. Yeah, dead. Um, he's, he's obviously got, still he's, floating he's around, got, but I just haven't. heroin. Uh, that hip-hop life is a dangerous life, it is. brother. It is. Uh, no, he's good. He's a, he's a dad. Is he going all right? He's a dad. He just had another baby boy. Not nah, anyone out there cares. Um, but is that the one you put the photo up of the other day? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah no, so that's cool. Middle finger up in every baby photo. I love that as well. <laughs> Even the baby's like, got the middle finger up, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck him. I'm not saying fuck you, but I'm saying fuck you. This is a baby. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? No one fucked this baby. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, bitch. Uh, we in here. A killer. Adelaide, though. So fucking smart. I know, man. I know, so right? Um, so I was actually, I forgot that that was your first gig. Hmm. What I want him to know about is your, the, the Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan's introduction to you as Oh, a, that was my second gig. Because, all right, so that first time when I was heterosexual, went up, didn't do too great, realised something wasn't right. So it took me a few years. I didn't go back to comedy for about, Three years, I think. Yeah, almost. right. So that's a bit of a gap in between the first show and the second show. Yeah. Um, and within that time, fucking got off the gear, uh, stopped fucking women and started sucking off blokes. Turns out that's what people want to hear about on stage. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. So I decided I'd go back to the stage. Um, and my second, yeah, as my second gig uh, I did this time around, uh, Mark Ryan, the beautiful bogan, was hosting an MC in Port Adelaide. I was fucking absolutely paro at the British Hotel. Like now, if you go in the British, it's fucking, it's a little, no. I can't say any words that aren't offensive to my own people, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just toffee as fuck, you know what I mean? They, well, yeah. they try to be toffee, but the British Hotel was titty girls and fucking like Popeye Pete's fucking breakfasts and shit. Yeah, yeah. Cunts getting smashed. That was the British back in the day. Now it's all like fancy pants, but I'm there paralytic. And I don't know if you've ever done stand-up set, but after about four, you get usually five minutes at open mic level. After about four minutes, four minutes, 30, they flash a light. Yeah, I saw, was it Monday we went? Yeah, yeah. I saw the light coming on. Yeah. So uh, I've got about 30 of my mates there that are 
almost equally as much of a fuckwit as what I am, a lot of them. Um, so I'm fucking thinking I'm killing because they're just laughing at me being a fuckwit. And I'm yeah. paro and they start flashing the light. So I thought, ah, oh, this will be funny. So fuck, this is Port Adelaide, cunt. I'll get off here when I'm fucking ready. <laughs> yeah, Shut yeah. that light up your ass. Yeah. A lot of comedians uh, that were there said to Mark Ryan, said, fucking probably don't let him come back. He, was, he got a bit aggressive. Yeah, right. But uh, thankfully, Mark Ryan um, knew what it was. He could tell that it was, it was a mixture of nerves, anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the fucking 15 beers would smashed in the 45 minutes before I got up. And the bottle of Grey Goose. And the bottle of Grey Goose. So, yeah, no, he was, uh, he was more than happy to let, let me back on. And it turns out a couple of months later I was opening for some of his fringe gigs. So Very nice. That's, uh, that's that one. So what, what year would this have been then? 2018. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Late 2018 as well because it's only been just over a year now. Yeah, so I started, I started like October. 2018. Which is crazy, bro. The turnaround. Like, not that I want to blow any more fucking wind up your skirt, but for it is the nice things skirt. that you have... Oh, yeah, well. Um, nice the skirt. things that you have already achieved in that uh, very short amount of time is um is, is pretty pretty good considering. I mean, we wipe off that first gig, obviously. That clearly wasn't... That one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. But yeah. from that second one onwards until where you are at the moment and um, you did the big comedy gala at the... The Arca Bar, which is, yeah. is that probably your biggest? Sammy D. Yeah, the Sammy now, D. Now, the biggest, biggest audience was uh, the Comics Lounge in, in Melbourne. Oh, yep, that's right, yeah. About 450, I think. Yeah. Gee, that's a decent That's show. crazy, man. That's yeah. a huge crowd for comics. So how did you find the the Fringe show that you did with him and uh, Jay? Is it Jay? Yeah. Jay Michael. Um, well, I think I did great. To be honest, I was held back. With two other acts that just weren't quiet, kind of, uh, kind, of <laughs> kind of not pulling their weight, you know. Like. Uh, no, it was a good experience. It was good. Uh, it was a good learning curve. Um, it it was. It, I remember fucking like our first our first show because I'd done like a fair few gigs leading up to that. I was starting to pick up spots pretty regularly before that, so I, I was used to like you know fifty to hundred people in the audience. Like I said I did some bigger gigs and stuff and. Uh, but sitting there, we had like a 50-seat venue, sitting there, this tiny little tent. It's the smallest venue Gluttony has. But standing there watching 50 cunts lined up with their purchase tickets to see us and like us, not fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a part of Not like, a gala, like an yeah, actual... These motherfuckers yeah. put their money in, you know, put their hand in their pocket, put their money in our pockets to see us. I was like, that was fucking... Um, yeah, mind blowing. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a really good show, man. Well, I enjoyed enjoy the one I went to. It was funny as fuck. Especially when you've got Thomas Green in the tent, like they've chosen our show. Yeah, over going to that one, who's selling it out every, nearly every single night. So was and he playing every time you were playing? Yeah, yeah. Every yeah we time. had the same run. He fuck. started. He started uh, twenty minutes before us, which actually probably helped us out because we I reckon we caught some of his overflow. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. um, he was selling out every night. Yeah. And he's he's fucking fantastic as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. I think that's probably one of the best things as well. Was just sitting me and you standing out the front, fucking having a dart, watching people like line up, ready to go in the show. And then you, you know, you go out the back, and obviously you don't really see them packed into that room until you actually yeah. get yeah. to open that back door and come onto the stage. And fifty people in a small room like that, or even thirty-five to forty in a small room, like it's just an echo chamber. Like it's so loud in there, so the atmosphere is just incredible. Yeah, for, it's like a little vibe, hey, for shows. Yeah. Mm. Um. And yeah, I think it was just um, the big thing for me was I'd never been able to string so many shows together. Like it's you know you just can't. There's not comedy every single night of the week. So yeah, well, how many did you end up do, doing? Wasn't it like so that was 12, 12? 12 yeah, shows yeah, yeah. in thirteen nights. Yeah, so it's just big, and man. you're doing fifteen ish minutes every night, which again you can't get that just going to open mics yeah. and, mm. and things around Adelaide. So being able to tune up material to the that whole, level. Like the, fe- the festival on August was my first festival I'd done. I, I left my I quit my job and everything just to do uh, the fringe full time. Yeah. Um. The state. The yeah. The the stage time. That's the only way you can get better at stand-up. No worries, bro. <laughs> uh, that's the only way to get better at stand-up. And that's what all everyone's, you know, Justin was saying, I've, I've gotten a lot better very quick, but that's only because I asked the questions of the veterans, the people that have fucking done the hard yards and, and made the mistakes and, and learned the hard way. Yeah, fucking oath, dude. I asked yeah. them all, you know, how, 
And then I take from that experience and it, it just comes around. All these people, they all tell you the same thing, man. The only way to get better at stand-up is by doing more stand-up. That's it. It's like a 10,000 hour rule, you know. You want to get good at something, you got to put you just got to yeah. put the fucking time in. Like. And the fringe festival, man, you can you can do you can do 5 years worth of gigs in a month. Yeah. Yeah. For Adelaide, yeah. you know Absolutely. what I mean? Well, like I I've been doing it for 7 years and last year before, well from say the end of fringe back to the other fringe, I did probably even 20 or 30 more gigs in that time in that 1 year span or just over a year span than I had for the five years prior. Because A, I just wasn't actively seeking, do you know what I mean? I would yeah. just pretty much wait for Cranker to send me a message. Um, but as soon as I started, you know, actually going out and going to shows consistently and whatever else, like, it, and it's made such a difference to the quality of my comedy. Oh, no doubt. Because time sitting at home writing does not make fucking material better. Because um, like we were saying before, it's that vibe. When you're in the room and you're bouncing off something, you know that if you hit something and people aren't laughing to yeah. just move on. I, yeah. yeah. But the... When I tried out for Royal Comedy uh, last year, 2019, uh, I'd only been doing comedy for a few months. And the first time I wrote this set specifically for Raw, trying to tick the boxes that I think they'd be looking for. And, and the first set I did, I had this one joke. I can't even remember what it was, but the first time I did it, killed. Like fucking applause break, you know, people no loved shit. that. And then tried that bit like 15 times after to nothing. Crickets. Yeah, right. Dead silence. And I just kept trying to flog that bit, but I <laughs> yeah. never got anything back off it. So like after like fucking 15, 20 times of trying to flog this bit, not getting what I wanted, man, I finally just had to like lay so, it to rest, man. Yeah, lay yeah, it to yeah. Rest. I guess it if was you just, just that one moment in that one room with that one specific group of people that loved that bit. Never yeah, worked again, man. Never and it happens, again. man. Like the amount, like there'll be times where, you know, you plan if you plan out a set and you kind of go, cool, I'll open with this and I'll close with that and, you know, whatever in the middle. And sometimes, like, you know, you build up to that big closer and then the two little, like, mini punchlines before the closer absolutely fucking rip the room in half and you're ready just to fucking put them to sleep with that yeah, big closer yeah. and then it doesn't go that well and then you're like, all right, oh, well, that's... And you're kind of like... Yeah. And it's yeah. like that. It's almost that fucking edging letdown. Oh, the edging. Up, <laughs> the edging. Yeah. That, would, that, would, that would suck. How man, not- that, what? How can you be edging... <laughs> And not come. How does well, that? That's edging, how, man. How, that's what edging is. No, but like, but the letdown. Who who's edging? And then like, like that's all completely in your hands. If you if you like don't end on a good joke, you can't do fuck all about that. Really, you can be one of them assholes that tries and chases for another ten minutes. Yeah, true. But if you're fucking jerking off and not coming, and jerking off and not coming, that is completely in your control. But you cannot if, be let down. What if you're about to and then all of a sudden fucking bang, cops grab your arms, pin you on the yeah. fucking bonnet. I mean, Bro, you're coming and then, still. And then your mum, that scenario, that scenario you're still coming. Yeah, I'll, like, still I'll, spit the, I'll spit in the copper's face so the cunt chokes me. Boom, there we go. <laughs> there oh, got my motherfucking load. That's definitely something you've thought through before. Um, or lived through. Edging. One or the other. You edging. know what I mean? <laughs> edging fantasies. That's Welcome awesome. to edging fantasy. That's, That's awesome. Rude's next fucking yeah. edging fantasy show. Fucking oath. That's killer. All right, well, <laughs> edging fantasies and police brutality. I'm on the edge <laughs> of glory. <laughs> That's my gay bar. That's the gay bar I'm opening up next year. So, you know, edge, edge of glory. glory. Edge That's of glory. Great. That's yeah. so good. Oh, fuck no, yeah. No, just a big hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much. I just come up with that. That's a good bit. Go. There you go. Yeah, this will happen on wormholes, mate. It'll, you'll fucking you never get some know. inspiration. How's that for a gay bar? <laughs> So the next All thing, right. next tough thing, crowd. The tough, crowd, <laughs> tough crowd. We'll give that a one. Can't get them all. Um, oh yes, <laughs> the fucking rating the other night. Was while, while while we're talking about you, were so, you were talking about the um your first few sets. What what's your biggest bomb set that you've ever done? The the, the worst set you've ever done. I don't. You've never done a bad set ever. No, but, no I did one. No, nah, look, I'm 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 super critical of my material and my sets, so I'm I'm very very rarely happy, um, with with what I do, um. I can I can do I can be on stage for fifteen minutes and have fourteen minutes forty five seconds of great shit and then that fifteen seconds of just fucking edging not yourself very there. good of edging myself yeah. on stage. So, so I'm very critical of myself. So, um, but the worst the worst one I ever did was the first time I tried to. Just for people that don't know me, most of my most of my jokes are just stories. Um, they're all pretty much true or at least based based on truth and from my first few sets i wrote i tried to write write specific jokes but then when i tried sort of just talking about myself a bit more 
the very first time I tried that style, I was just telling stories like I would be chatting with my mates. Yeah. I didn't mix it. I didn't, I didn't take the story and then sort of restructure it to a setup punchline thing. And then what I'd done is I had about 20 minutes of material that I tried to get out in five minutes and I'm just, right. and I just fucking so, so it was never like set up punch. It was just like one constant. Yeah. Thing. yeah okay. And because I was trying to get through it all, it was just really, really quick. People couldn't understand me properly. And what made it worse is fucking um, Stephen K. Amos. This was during Fringe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stephen K. Amos was in the audience. He was there with one of his uh, mates that was coming up just to try out some new material during the festival. And fucking bombed, man. Didn't get a oh, single laugh. No. And that fucking killed me. Uh, I, I went home that night and stayed up to about 5.36 in the morning rewriting that whole. No and shit. I took that 20 minutes down to five minutes um, just with that concept. You can get a, on a, in a longer set, man, you can, you can, I've noticed some people can get away without having to do that whole sort of structure. Yeah. If you can tell one big story that maybe like loops back at the end or something like that, you might get away with it. But. Yeah, but it's hard. And I, I, you know, I don't necessarily understand the, the, the sort of concepts or the, um, you know, the formulas. Some people come up to me after I, I tell a new bit and they're like, oh, I really like how you use this formula to do this. Uh, I'm like, I don't fucking got no idea what you're talking like, about. I'm just yeah. that naturally fucking funny, cunt. Like, I just this wrote, is how like, funny, but like I can do things. I just don't have like, I just, it's not, I don't have like the conscious sort of understanding of the how I got there. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I'm exactly the same with music. Like yeah. I don't know any theory yeah. at all. I just go by like, all right, that note sounds good with that note. I'll yeah. fucking put them together. Yeah. 100%, I feel you, man. Yeah. But I'm just used to ch talking and fucking talking shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's what fucking honed my comedy mainly, just at the sesh. Just <laughs> fucking oh. Well, that's ex look, this cunt over here, doing his first set the other night yeah. and like doing a fucking reasonably good job for yeah. his first ever show because yeah. you could just tell from his presence on stage that he was just the fucking fried cunt at the sesh yeah. and he was just exerting that with some sort of fucking material. Um, and the same reason I, when I fucking started, like I remember when I did my first ever show and I had like fucking 30 mates rock up and when I got off and they were like, oh man, that was... That was kind of good. And I'm like, why are you saying it like that? They're like, yeah. we came here to watch you to fucking watch you crash fail. and yeah, burn, yeah, yeah, yeah. not fucking do somewhat competent comedy. You that's fuck. like my, that's my family. Fucking assholes. After Raw Comedy last year, my cousin come and she come to the house and she goes, oh, you're actually funny. I'm like, yeah, fucking I'm actually, I've been funny this whole <laughs> fucking time. You cunts have just been sick of it because I've been doing nothing but talk shit for the last yeah. fucking yeah, that's it. 30 years. They're you've oversaturated. Tuned, you've, yeah, you're oversaturated, yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah, I'm yeah. great in five, ten, fifteen minute bits. Not five, ten, fifteen year fucking bits. That's <laughs> fifteen year bits. bits. <laughs> Too much. That fucking uh, with uh, when I, that joke I do about calling my mum a slut for ruining fucking Santa Claus for me, right? And I had like people genuinely coming up and being upset with me for doing that. And oh, meanwhile, really? like I said something to mum, she's like, "Oh, I fucking heard you say way worse at home." I'm like, "Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. are they getting offended on your behalf, you slut?" Yeah, that's fine. Oh, they love cucks. They love to get offended. Fucking cucks. Edging. Um, edging. Fucking edging cucks. Another edging cucks. Edging cucks. <laughs> what is it? The edge of glory. That's right. Yeah. Oh, fucking edge of Next glory. Next question. Um, Fire them away. Do you, who you, do you have any big comedy influences? Um, yeah, nah, oh, it's all natural. It all just comes from... No, nah, look, dead set, 100%. Uh, fucking Mickey D. Yeah, yeah he's funny as fuck, man. He, he emceed my first uh, open mic um, and has pretty much taken me under his wing over the last two years and he's given me fucking decades of experience, decades worth of connections. Um, he's I just a great dude. I remember the first time we caught up for dinner, it was before an open mic and he just gave me this one little tip, this one little piece of advice, which people were trying to give me advice previously, but that I wouldn't, I couldn't comprehend what they were trying to, because they say shit too fucking like complicated, you know what I mean? But he basically just said, just get comfortable. Yeah. Get comfortable. Before you say anything, before you do anything, get comfortable. Then when you're comfortable, you do a better job. And I, I got up that night, literally an hour later, and my set went from, you know, some bloke that's been doing it for three months to someone that's been doing it for a couple of years, just from that one... Just that simple advice, man. Well, you simple look at your yeah. you look at your set from the Bridgeway on Saturday night, and you come out and you do your little fucking 
like I've got head tattoos, but I'm dancing like I'm in the Mars bar little like routine <laughs> and everyone fucking pisses themselves right, laughing. Right. And you, so you haven't even delivered a single fucking joke yet and you've already got your first laugh out of the way. And I've talked about that before. Like for me, there's been times where like if I've got a little bit of nerves, as soon as I get that first laugh out of the way, bang, it just hits that fucking, oh, yeah. you hit that zone. Yeah. Um, so I think, Exactly what you're saying would be perfect when you're getting out there and you're just doing your little like this is and that. Yeah, the body language. Everyone's and shit. pissing themselves laughing. So then you were already on a fight. You're already winning before yeah. you even start delivering one fucking joke. So um, I can see how that's fucking definitely a great but, bit of advice. Uh, yeah. So he's he's the biggest influence in terms of comedy growing up. Man, nothing beats like Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams. Yeah. Um, and then to go, you know, one extreme to the other, people like Carl Barron and Jamal and, you yeah, know, yeah. That, that was the comedy that um, I'd watch as a kid growing up. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy oh, Roar, that's my yeah. first introduction to stand-up comedy, man. Roar and Delirious, just, you just can't beat him, man. Oh, you know, just, uh, yeah, that stuff. Sounds yeah. like you got like a, round, a very rounded kind of style because someone like Eddie Murphy compared to someone like, um, you know, even like Carl Barron or something like that, they're a bit different. The, like they no, play what, on them, they, like they play on themselves, like a bit differently. Yeah, so they're different, know? but what what they have in common, from my perspective, is that they are literally just themselves. Exactly right. They're, they're comfortable. What you were just saying. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's yeah. what you know. I think at the moment, not that I know fuck all about comedy. I've only been in the scene for five minutes, but what I noticed at the moment, you know, I've I've gotten some opportunities that other much better writers and like you know. Um, on paper are way better comedians than myself. They get overlooked just because the angle that they're coming from has already been come from. And it's not like they're yeah. trying to do that, but they're just similar to someone else. And yeah, the only yeah, reason yeah. I, people are kind of like, like me as much as what they've been liking me so far is because it's such a different, different unique, flavor. Yeah. yeah nice. Perspective. For sure. We were talking about the, you know, coming from the personal stuff and, and you sort of leaning into that. And I think that that is what your greatest strength is, is your ability to do that and make it so real and honest, but also hilarious at the fucking same time. That's where comedy comes from not taking yourself too seriously as yeah. well. Like, you know, it's a serious, it's a somewhat serious subject matter, but you're not taking yourself too seriously. And you're also then delivering it in a way that I think is on the higher level in terms of, you know, comedy prowess so, that's what comedy is all about to me this is what shits me you know people trying to put all these fucking barriers on comedy man like comedy is about taking those things that aren't we're not able to laugh at yeah exactly and then right. finding yeah. an angle finding a way to be able to laugh at it yeah. I, I understand there are some people that take the extreme too far and i like i ain't about um you know like abusive stuff if people are abusing like a like a so, uh, a certain minority man that ain't cool but you can bring them up and you can make fun if 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 it's funny like bro yeah they're, they're, like the way i look at it is like comedy should be you should be able to even though there's obviously some things that are going to offend certain groups and stuff like that if you start saying you can't if you can't say this yeah. and you can't say this and like you were saying the barriers the second you start putting more barriers on yeah. there it's going to choke comedy out man it's what i don't like it's like i, I make jokes about uh, my dad dying from cancer and I've, I've had people say, oh, you know, that brings up bad things. I'm like, this is what gets me with stuff like that or what offends you or what offends you. Like, how, how come your trauma outweighs my trauma? Yeah. How come your way of dealing with your grief outweighs my way of dealing with my grief? Like, if yeah. you don't like how I deal with my grief, then don't listen to it. Yeah. Or yeah, if you hear it, right. move on, man. Like, go away. Don't listen to me again. Yeah, and it's not like you're being yeah. like, how good's cancer, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a completely different thing. And I think, again, it's like, actually the name of my next fringe show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've come up with a few. How, so how good's cancer live life. at the edge of glory? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I was talking to, to uh, Rookie about this the other day. I was like, it's about finding very clever ways to talk about, uh, you know, taboo topics or whatever, right? Because yeah. anyone can do lowest common denominator fucking how many Japanese people does it take to oh, yeah, change a light it. bulb and then do a Japanese accent, right? Um, it's about finding ways to, you know, do that social commentary stuff about things that some people might be a bit like, oh, that's on the fringe of, but doing it in a way that's like intellectual enough that people can't ignore See, that the it's problem, clever, The problem right? in stand-up comedy is... <laughs> That the majority of people trying to make jokes about these things that are a bit edgy aren't 
good enough writers. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can either joke about something because you're allowed to joke about something. So like myself, I can almost joke about anything. I'm fucking mixed race. I'm fucking queer, uh, mental illness. I'm a drug addict. I, I tick fucking nine out of 10 fucking diversity boxes that they've got on a form and I'll make a few more up if I got to. <laughs> but so if you don't, if you don't necessarily, if you're not a part of that community or you, or you, you're not, you know, you, you haven't got the right to be talking about the community. Like if you're going to make a joke at their expense, you got to be amazing. Yeah, that's it. If yeah. you're not amazing, don't do it. Yeah. Anthony Jeselnik, the shit he says is fucking outlandish. Up. Yeah. Outlandish. But he is so smart that it's it's like, all right. He and and you can tell that he's not actually, you know, he's he's showing off that look, all right, this is the argument I've come up with to defend this. Boom, I respect that. Um it's why Louis CK is my favorite of all time because yeah. I think he walks that line incredibly like the shit that he talks about he walks about. that line even though he's joking off on that line yeah he walks it bro he fucking walks the shit out of it um even when he did his first gig have you seen his first proper show like stand up show i don't watch fuckle comedy man um just the way he came out and he was like uh, cuz this is just before coronavirus and yeah. he went and recorded it and um he was like uh yeah how's everyone's year going and then he just the way he was like yeah mine's been pretty fucking hectic and yeah. like the crowd just fucking laughs cuz he just he acknowledges the fucking shit that's going on but he's just like you know what let's just fucking we'll move on from yeah. here yeah um yeah, I think it's a fine art being able to because it, this idea that we should all be fucking playing it safe is, like you said, it's just going to end up in this thing where we're just getting up on stage and being like, jokes. Yeah, and, so yeah, because where does it end? It. Yeah, that's right. It you doesn't. know, like you've obviously got to be, you got, you got to do it the right way, but you can't fucking put a barrier up everywhere because where does it end? You know what I mean? Well, perfect example is that I was working a job a little while ago and this is when uh, Erica was pregnant with Winston and I got called into the office and I got told I needed to stop talking about my wife's pregnancy or my girlfriend at the time's pregnancy because one of the women that worked there had lost a baby. And right. I, and I ended I'm up out with, of this conversation just for uh, the listeners at home. <laughs> uh, I, I take no responsibility for about <laughs> for what's about to be discussed. Thank you very much. Um, no, but all, like, the re I ended up losing my job, not at that moment, but a short time after, because right. I said, I'm like, where do you draw that line? I said, I've had a whole bunch of family members pass away from cancer. So do we not talk about that now? Because it would make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And they didn't have an answer for it because that's exactly it. Like as soon as you start, drawing censorship lines in the sand in a fucking workspace where it wasn't like I was walking HR's in. fucked anyway. HR's bullshit. I got fucking, the amount, the amount of times I've been written up because somebody perceived me as threatening. I didn't threaten. Really? I didn't, I didn't actually physically or verbally make a threat, but because someone felt threatened, that's what HR takes as harassment. So then when I've gone, well, hate to break it to you right now, I feel threatened by your behavior. Doesn't it? Doesn't doesn't yeah, bode see, that's well. That's some bullshit. Fuck eh? HR. I'm gonna throw yeah. that out. Yeah, it's a fucking crock of shit. Next question. Next question. Um, All right. What are we at? Um, Fuck comedy. Make something right. up on the spot. All right. Um, how many assholes have you been inside of? That wasn't on the list. Um, <laughs> give us a rough number. How many stars <laughs> in the sky? How many grains <laughs> of sand the on the beach? <laughs> Oh fuck! I love how that that joke that you do about oh, I'm a fucking whatever amount of guys, and it changes nearly every time. It's yeah, because so I keep fucking more. <laughs> Unlike it. you, married people. Okay, all right, we get it. You fucked two people and gotten one blowjob, Justin. All right, but us single cunts, <laughs> that number grows exponentially every um, week. Love it. This I'm not even going to ask him this question because he's already that much of a fucking tosser that it's only going to just allow him to fucking jerk his ego off a little bit further. Where do you see it? This was a Ty's question, by the way. I'd never fucking ask you this. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mobilong. <laughs> Probably Mobilong. For anyone who's not familiar, that is a prison in Murray Bridge. Um, I'll, pro I'll probably get like some gig on SBS Viceland, get like 200 grand in my pocket and just fucking blow out. Coming up Shit. after South um, Park tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, fuck these comedy questions. Let's talk about something else. All right, I'm doing comedy five minutes. I'm heaps right, more interesting than just the comedy. Here's what? one of the questions we ask all the time. All right. um, what's one conspiracy you think is true? Oh, no. <laughs> fuck you conspiracies. See, all right, you want to get me started conspiracies? Yeah, we do. Fuck yeah. yeah, we do. There is no fucking way Oprah's fucking kids, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> Oprah. Oprah's a cunt, right? She's not a part of this pedophile ring. She ain't She ain't fucking like a billionaire, like ro rocking around with like fucking Louis Vuitton handbags as fucking 
shoes and then like 3am in the morning comes she jumps on some private jet to an island and jerks off a fucking 11 year old boy Oprah ain't doing that shit man <laughs> leave Oprah alone leave her out of the conspiracies do you know where that came from the whole Oprah thing no. So there's a guy called John of God, right? Who's yeah. like See, this fucking already religious. already sounds like a fucking- John of God. Yeah. And she had this guy on the show and was like endorsed him all the time saying he was this amazing fucking, you know, faith yeah. healer. He got caught running a fucking, uh, like a baby farm. Yeah. Where he was basically keeping all of these women in prison, fucking them and just so that he could fucking do whatever he wanted to do with the babies. Yeah. And so and so the, the link there, whether or not she knew about that or not, it's kind of like when you're endorsing this kind of fucking monster, surely you know what's going uh, on this behind might, the scenes. This might shock you, but when I was in like grade four and five, I was actually really good, right? The fucking teachers loved me. The principals loved me. I got fucking like certificates and shit, scratch and sniff stickers. Then I started smoking ice and robbing cunts. So does that make my old principal, my year four teacher, an ice addict and fucking home invader because she gave me a fucking a silver star saying that I'm a good cunt and then I did some fucked up shit that I didn't know about? No. I mean, no. Yeah, I guess so. Look, for, for me, for she me, did turn out to be an Yeah, she probably is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, know her actually. And uh, she <laughs> whipped some fucking Scotties. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure about the whole Oprah thing. I actually haven't really like seen or looked into. Yeah, that's what Oprah's right. fucking is Gail. All right, that's a conspiracy that I can get down with. Oprah and Gail. And so then the next question's easy. What's one that you think is bullshit other than Oprah? All of them. Really? All no, of them. This is cynic. What, so not even even 9/11. You actually think that that was? I don't. Just like, all right, this is going to make me sound like an absolute piece of shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. What is knowing going to change? Uh, all right. So, all right. So these fucking powerful motherfuckers can like destroy these massive fucking buildings, right? Why the fuck are they not going to shoot you? Well, exactly. That's the, that's the point. That's the yeah. Point. So I don't fucking blob that building. I don't give a fuck. Do your shit. Fucking war in Iraq. Do your shit. I can't change that shit. I, think I we, can't do anything I, I about think, that. I think, cancer. I can't change cancer. Do I care about cancer? No, I don't give a fuck about cancer. I can't change that? shit. What is that? I couldn't fight cancer, so I well, found man, someone with, with cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> making movies, making songs, and fighting uh, around uh, the world. Fucking conspiracy. Nah, I don't know. I, I think the world's against me. That's a conspiracy I can get behind. <laughs> you think it's against, oh, I actually think it's against it's you? It's against hell. me. The world want to hold me down. All eyes on me over here, fucking <laughs> rude. But this is what I want to say to the world right now with all, how many listeners you got? Oh, fucking bulk, bro. Mi millennia's oh, worth. Bulk. Oh, ain't nobody going to break in my stride. Nobody going to hold <laughs> me down. Oh, no. I've got, got to, to keep, keep on moving. All right, now, very serious question. Very and then, serious we'll, then question. we'll go have a quick break and I'm going to try and pinch one of my thousand darts I pinch off you. Um, Seven. One, would you rather fight one horse-sized horse duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? So one horse-sized fucking duck that's just like fucking Big quacking and just- or there's these little miniature horses bro, that are just bro, trying to just run stop. a stampede. Just stop, stampede man, just on stop. You. It's just, it just hurts me and pains me. Why do we have to fight at all? Uh, I'll tell you they, what I do. I'm going to get the uh, duck-sized horse and the horse-sized ducks. I'm going to hug them cunts because that's all they need. Hold on a sec. That's all they need. Even if they're aggressive to you, they're no, no, like, no, no, we hold want to fucking roots. They all owe you tick. Oh, I'd fuck them all up. Fuck all them up. Quack, quack, quack. Duck, duck, goose, bitch. You're like, these bitches are going to be ducking these strays that are coming through the front <laughs> of their house. I don't even give a fuck if it's $15. That's my $15, man. I knew that would fucking oh, change the tone God. there. Went, went from harmonious to fucking bloodstorm. Yeah, well, money's money. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, should we have a quick break? Let's do it. And nah, we're pork, back. Pork. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> nah, pork, I don't. I don't mind the smell of the pork rails. Oh, fucking that shit's mm. killer. I remember mum and dad went to um, uh, New Zealand, and they're like, "Oh, what, what do you want us? Cousin? What do you want us to bring you back?" And I'm just like, "Just some fucking fifty gram pouches of fucking port royal <laughs> from duty free." Where did they shit. go, bro? Um, one last question yeah. for you. Uh, what's your favorite song of all time? Oh no, favorite song of all time. Yeah, have a favorite song. 
What's your, what's your favorite line of cocaine of all time? What's, what's your favorite blowjob? There, you can't. See that? That's what makes great. it hard, though. But that's why we like this things. question. All right. So if you got a, we then everyone always goes. I can't fucking pick. So could you give us a top three then? No. Really? No. Saddle Club theme song. That oh. bang. Saddle that Club like theme song. Someone did a fucking. This is me. Ah, uh, life should be fun for everyone. Um, someone did a fucking heavy metal easy, version of that recently. Oh, did they really? Yeah. No, How the fuck, fuck do you know that, that, by the way? Because uh, I just be myself. I won't ever change my style. I am Is me. It? You are you. Hello, world. Boom. Saddle club. Saddle club. Fucking yeah, yeah. round the twist. Oh, oh. Round the twist. Have you ever? Ever felt like this? You know I asked him. He didn't know this episode. Do you remember Have the episode? Have you heard the word about the bird in the spider? <laughs> Wiggled and jiggled. And jiggled inside of Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Robson, you fucking ringer. <laughs> You've let yourself go, cunt. <laughs> no, here I am. They've found him. They've found him. Um, They've found him in Bronson. South Australia. There's an episode of Round the Twist where he, he gets like a fish caught in his fucking cock and now he can like helicopter his penis so he wins all the school swimming races. Like, I've got to be honest with you, man. I don't remember heaps from like... Pre-2017. 20. (laughs) (laughs) Neither does anyone. It's been a fucking tough year. It's been a big year. Um, All right. Any serious like non-fucking school TV shows? Like, oh, Dragon Ball Z theme. That was fucking sick. Um, That did slap. Songs. uh, Chisel. Bangs. Fucking... Ian Moss is the most underrated Australian fucking musician of all time. That kind of bangs. Um... But to pick a song, it's just, nah, each song can't. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a more or less kind of guy. Everything kind of has its place. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. No. Nah. Huh? Fucking albums are shit. You got two or three good songs and then you're like, wow, you're just f- fucking feeling tired. That, that, that's what makes a good album though. It's like, uh, no. it has heaps of fucking <laughs> that's, songs. That's why I like good. listening to violin. It's the notes that don't play. No. No, no. I'm saying a good fucking album has songs, like lots of good songs, songs. on it. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love paying 45 bucks for a fucking. For three songs. <laughs> for three songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about that the other day. Like, the fucking the kids today don't understand the thing of like going into JB Hi Fi and like trying to find like one fucking. You needed a new disc for your car because you just got your fucking peas and you're like, oh, you know, oh, what, you know what fucked me off back when you'd, you'd buy the C, you'd buy the new CD and then you'd fucking pull out the cover because you don't know the words. You, you, there, there's no fucking lyrics.com and these cheap cunts don't put the lyrics in the oh, book. Like, bro, bro, how am I supposed to learn this? I thought shit? So Fresh did have the lyrics. In so it. Fresh <laughs> did. Yeah. So Fresh did. Yeah. I remember, I'm pretty sure someone like the Marshmallows LP, that was my first album that mm. I'm pretty sure that had the lyrics. Because that's the thing, like, you don't want to, when you open that little booklet and you're like, all right, let's get these fucking lyrics. Yeah. And it's just like, I just want to say thank you to fucking this producer and this kind of uh, like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about these <laughs> fuck dogs, the producers. Man. What the fuck? Give me the lyrics, lyrics man. Give me the lyrics, man. Give me the lyrics to drips by fucking Eminem. <laughs> drips. Fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Well, yeah music's fuck. a hard one. I just like, I just love music, I guess, in general. I don't, I'm not a big heavy metal fan, but anything besides that, fucking down with everything. So country. Like yeah, you do it. Yeah, like a bit of yeah, country. Yeah, man. What was that with fucking shit? Um, Lee Koenig and that fucking song oh, that we yeah. keep. Fucking, what was that one the, again? We're the boys and George Bush, Bush and we're back in town. <laughs> I was there when the towers came down. <laughs> yeah, um, fuck yeah. Baby locked the door and turned the lights down low. Oh. This has been the most singing. I know, right? This has been killer. fucking quite musical. This one's going to be great. fucking bopping in there. Oh yeah, they're going to be like shit. I've actually got a so fresh in my fucking Okay, if you write in <laughs> in 50 words or less, you will receive a So Fresh album. <laughs> Which is all sung by Roots. <laughs> um, you, bangs, fuck that. Uh, Swifty, oh, fucking hell. I'd definitely put my whole fist in her, that's for sure. Your whole in fist? Swifty. Yeah, yeah, in Swifty. Yeah, you're not going to give her the old fucking one-digit special. You're just going to fucking spit on your fist and hope no, I'm going to respect her as a human being and fucking give her the respect that she deserves as a fucking no, artist. She's got too much I'll put money. a violin up there instead. I'll put a violin. <laughs> see what notes she doesn't play. Um, <laughs> you, I think you mentioned, are you start a podcast? You and, is that happening still? Oh, baby, I'm, I'm terrible at fucking any sort of administration and, um, planning and, yeah, uh, we know. Um, I'm, I'm terrible with that. Uh, so probably in like 15 years. Yeah. Killer. When, when podcasting is done. Yeah. yeah. Now, finally bring well, them to the earwaves. That's when I decided to become a fucking good stand up comic. 
when you can't be a stand-up comic. So it's, it's kind that's, of my style. It's a trend, you know? That's true. Yeah, just do things when... No, no one, one else, else is doing them anymore. I'm, I'm basically a hit. That's why I like heroin. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a dead thing, but I just think that yeah. that rush is unbeatable. So I grabbed my jerry can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking Jay. That's a good bit. I love that bit of his. That, that is great. Not um, that. Whatever. Fucking Adelaide's my. Cut this bit. <laughs> we don't edit anything out of this podcast. Nah, this is fucking. Raw. Say the most heinous. This is raw. This is in the pussy. <laughs> this is fucking bareback. I've always wanted to do that. Welcome <laughs> bareback wormhole. Sounds bareback like wormholes. Yeah. Bear holes. No, you don't want worms in your bear hole, bro. <laughs> oh, fucking no, hell. It's, it's not a sensation uh, I fucking really want to experience. Wouldn't it like a tapeworm or something be like a vibrating cock? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. No, because it eats the flesh. Shit. Man, it eats I don't the know inside. enough about, don't know yeah. enough about no, tapeworms. No, good chat. Good chat. This is, what, this is what is good about this podcast is because it'll- That's why I love listening to it every Tuesday oh, just, at 5 p.m. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. when it drops. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even going to listen to this one with him in it. Like. No, I'm not. I fucking don't want to listen to me too. Get fucked. I think that's, yeah, I love the sound of my own voice if you haven't fucking. I like it when I'm doing it, not afterwards though. Yeah, okay. I, think, I can think of a few things that I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so you, if you do end up starting a podcast, what, what, would, what would it be about? What do you think you would be good me, at doing a fucking podcast? Me. That's, what people, that's what people want. Yeah, well, that's why we got you on. No, uh, well, so the plan was about sort of, you know, something fresh perspective, basically like a mental health cool. thing. James Gray being a mental health professional, me just fucking being mental. Um, Th- that's such a good fucking, a, a good mental combo. health professional and a fucking mental case. That's I'm great. basically doing it for free therapy. That's, uh, that's, that's my This, is, that's this basically is therapy for me because I've always struggled with mental health as well. And I feel like we, we've had a few dedicated episodes to mental health. And like, you can't- You would have listened to them, of course. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know the ones. Yeah. You've smashed um, every episode. The mental health mansion. Made me want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. Do the opposite effect. <laughs> hey, we wanted some negative feedback. We've yeah, had all good we've, stuff we've so got far. It, we've we got finally it. got the fucking, uh, while it's happening on the podcast. But yeah, it's like cathartic, man. We were just talking about it, you know? Yeah. Wow. No. Yes and no. I'm, 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 look, I'm, I'm all for, I like people talking about their issues, but sometimes I think with me personally, I like to talk about it to a certain extent. And then once I've sort of gotten to a space, I like to try and forget about it. I don't know if that's how the professionals want you to do it, but that personally works for yeah, myself. I think that's the whole important thing though, is that there's not a one size fits all. And yeah, that if you no, try and if you try and make it seem like no, if you're gonna truly get over this, this is the fucking formula. The last drink I went to gonna... see, I broke. Yeah, wow. really? I broke her. Uh, I went to see one. I was a grief counselor. Just after my dad died, I, I went to like a, a specific grief counselor. She transferred me to someone else because she didn't believe that my issues stemmed from grief. So she sent me to this. Um, I think she was like a complex trauma fucking specialist. And so the first session was booked in for about two hours. It was uh, to you know do an assessment, this and that. And about half an hour in, she asked me what upsets me because I was I, I crack these shits at work all the time because fucking I can't deal with fuckwits and um and I, she was telling me she goes oh I've got I've got a colleague here who's constantly trying to you know fight the system because we're paid by the government we've got all these things and she's trying to you know get this for us and get that for us but you know we none of us help her because nothing's ever going to change and I like fucking I'm like that's why nothing's going to change because no one's working together. Everyone's just out for themselves. And I, like, I was like, you're the problem. You're the issue. You're the issue with society. No one thinks that anyone else can change. So no one fucking changes. And then she's like, um, so I need to stop this session. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I, need, I need to figure out how I feel about myself. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> she's like, so, um. So you started charging her money. Yeah, by yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, made money from it. Uh, so the hour's up, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, I'll send the check in the mail. And um, I didn't go back to her because I thought I'm either I, I'm either not mental and she's fucked, or uh, I'm that mental that I break the psychiatrist. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. I've spoken to other mental health professionals, uh, like in, in a personal setting since, and they're blown away at her unprofessionalism. Yeah, for, right. Okay. Um, for, Very interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there's a there. Like you're right. There's no one size fits all. 
I think that's the thing is that like, you know, we're only just now, like we've talked about in the past, we're only just now having these conversations yeah. without it being a weird fucking thing. So to be able to say that there is a fucking a right way to approach it, we're just not at that point. I didn't, like, didn't realise I had anxiety till I quit smoking gear. I smoked fucking gear for 10 years. So you reckon I mastered uh, well, yeah, mastered yeah. when I was off tap, and then when I'm coming down, I knew I was coming down. So the anxiety I was feeling wasn't mine. Sure, it was. It's fucking... because I'm coming down. And I haven't slept in two weeks. Yeah. And so then, when you were completely free from, and then when I fucking yeah, I kicked the, I, it got out of my system, and then fucking a year, two years later, I remember when I was diagnosed with anxiety for the first time, I thought I had fucking prostate cancer because I was pissing like thirty times at night. I couldn't get yeah, to sleep right. without pissing thirty times, and. It progressively got worse and worse. I pissed more and more, and take me longer and longer to get to sleep because I thought, "Fuck, it's prostate cancer." I, you know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want prostate cancer. Yeah, well, no. no and then fucking, I remember what one night I, I crashed over at my mum's house and she heard me go to the toilet so many times and she fucking said, "Go to the doctor." And I went to the doctor. She did some tests and she's like, "All right, you've got anxiety." I'm like, "What?" So was this while you were coming down? No, no. This is oh, I'd been shit. clean. I'd been clean for yeah, about right, okay. two years. Yeah, right. Um. And she's like, yeah, you got anxiety. That's why you're pissing at night. And the funny thing is, as soon as I found out it wasn't prostate, I had anxiety and then the anxiety of thinking I had prostate cancer made that anxiety yeah. worse. worse. Compounded yep. for sure. And then, yeah, she, um, as soon as I kind of found out that it wasn't prostate cancer, my pissing at night cut right down. She did prescribe me medication for a bit, but after a while it just wasn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah, you found out it wasn't. Found it wasn't working for your situation. I, they just kept upping my dose. They upped my dose. Um, just a stupid amount of time in such a short period, and I thought, fuck it, it's something. And look, I, I don't. I've got nothing against people that that use medication. I understand it's very helpful for a lot of people, but yeah, yep. um, I've seen a lot of a lot of abuse of those types of medications within my family, um, firsthand. So it's something that maybe potentially one day I might not have a choice, but. Uh, at the moment, it's something I'm trying to, I kind of try to live with. Is, yep. there, is there anything that you find from a just the way that you try and identify or manage it when you know that you're feeling anxious? Is there anything that you do that I just works leave for the you? Situation. Yeah, okay. yeah, I leave the situation. Yeah. Um. So you've never felt it on stage then? Oh, the whole time. But you can't leave the situation. Can't leave that situation. Right. But it makes me better. It makes me perform better. It makes me sharper. Yeah. Um, it makes me more on the ball because it's a beautiful thing about anxiety. What's anxiety? It's it's your body going into this like um, state of like high awareness. So when I'm on stage, it's beautiful because I can actually harness that for something um, productive. And do you find like so now that you've been doing comedy consistently, have you found that that's kind of helped you battle it in everyday life? Because no. you're kind of no, no, no. It's worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. right. Uh, comedy makes my anxiety so much worse. Yeah. But so, much, but at the same time, so much better because the higher I get when I do a good performance, yeah, yeah, fucking oath. outweighs everything else. And um, then, you've, then you can use that when you do a good performance and you know what you're capable of. Then that's the kind of thing that is then imprinted in the back yeah. of your mind when you're having those moments. You're like, well, hold on a second, I can fucking, I can rip this shit. Well, what what comedy has done for my sort of uh, anxiety and mental illness issues is basically it's given me a place where I feel like I'm I belong and I'm a part of something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Everybody I, needs community, man. It's community. Yeah, it's yeah. community, and it's a healthy community. Like, there's no, you know, yeah, it's a healthy, loving community. And the beauty is because there's, because people in the industry have had so many mental health issues, so many, you know, addiction issues, or had had such like a fucking ranging variety. Um, you know, all the people that have been in the industry for 10, 20 years, they've seen the worst of the worst of of mental illness and, and addiction so when you do have it's not like a, it's not like a you know so if you work in a factory driving a forklift and you feel down so you think fuck it, i'm going to get on the coke uh for a week and then you're coming down you can't call up your boss and be like oh, i've cooked myself out i'm yeah. not in a good position whereas in comedy you know if if you have a bad week you have a bit of a breakdown something goes wrong you can call up you know your mates and you can say yeah i have fucked up you know, I might not be able to do this. Or I might not be able to do that yeah. because you know, I'm not in the right space. And the understanding within the community to a certain extent is just fucking. Yeah, that's and I think because awesome. the whole idea of comedy is like it's a communication thing, right? So you're, you're constantly communicating things, whether it's in your set or whatever. So then you're more comfortable in communicating that with the people that you're sharing the, <laughs> and the, the comedy the, experiences the, the with. Fucking, 
like the the variety. Like I love sitting at the front of like after a gig. Um, you wouldn't get that group of people together in any other situation. You know, you got fucking doctors, fucking yeah. Um, you know, you got fucking baristas, uh, you got engineers, then you got laborers, you got people that work at a fucking supermarket, you got people that own their own fucking like massive companies. You got this, this people that are in completely different um you know levels of of sort of society and shit and and completely different mindsets completely different uh ways they were brought up have this one thing in common yeah um, yeah i'm sure it's what it's like with sports and stuff like that as well i guess like that for music as well for in well, your experience music's music. an interesting one because from 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 my from my point of view my experiences anyway it's kind of been a bit 50 50 so sometimes it's it can be very clicky and in some scenes i guess you want to call them yeah it's very not supportive but when it is it's exactly it's like that it's fucking awesome yeah. everyone's on board everyone's like yeah for you like they understand and you know they I, I have heard comedies uh like that in different states very clicky and right the beauty about adelaide is there's no money to be made in south australia with comedy yeah so basically we're in a for us, you know, yeah. if you're lucky, you can get a couple hundred bucks from a feature spot or you might get, you know, a corporate gig here and there or something like that. But there's no serious um, money to be made in South Australia, which is shit for you financially, <clears throat> but it's great because it builds this sort of love and caring. People That's are happy it. to work, you know, help each other out. There's nobody fucking going like, we're going to fuck these guys over because we want to fucking do a set and get yeah. this money. And Well, yeah. there's no real... Like there is in other parts of the world, but there's no real open mic for band music, particularly oh, like there is not. open mic for comedy, right? So yeah. if you want to have a go at doing comedy, there are options or ways that you can get that outlet and get that time on stage without having to be fucking shitting on someone else to do it. Whereas like, you know, in my years of particularly with metal and whatever else that we've fucking grown up going to shows for, it's a lot more cutthroat to get that one of three spots on a bill at this one night that doesn't always happen. You, you kind of have to already know the fucking person or whatever yeah, else. Man, so then 100%. you can actually be killing it and doing really well with how good your stuff is. But unless you happen to know the dude putting the fucking show on, you got no hope. And that's where that a lot of that animosity, I think, yeah, comes from. Yeah, most definitely. Because, yeah, it is so cutthroat, especially in Adelaide. Like, um, because it's almost like, I mean, even in Australia. Like why? Has, when was the last time a band came out of Adelaide? Culture oh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of bands that do come out of Adelaide, but you might just not know them. You know? No, like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like successful bands. Right. Are they on video on. hits? Are they cranking on video <laughs> hits? <laughs> are they still uh, on theme songs for the Saddle Club? Because if so, they're not. Fucking no. Fuck you. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's 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 an interesting one because yeah, some some sometimes it's like that tall poppy syndrome. I don't know if you get that in comedy at all, like at all. But like the tall poppy syndrome in Australia, because I know Pato was saying, oh, in Europe it's completely different. Like because I guess because there's so many, the audience is so much bigger. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if this band's big because they're not taking your piece of the pie. Whereas here, people are afraid that the, their piece of the pie is going to get taken. taken yeah. It's also like doing so. a little tour through Europe is the easiest, not easiest, but it's way easier to do a fucking little European tour where you could play seven gigs in fucking two weeks yeah. because of how many fucking bars that have live music within a 40 minute drive down the road. Yeah. Whereas you to be Pokey's able to- Pokey's killed the scene. Of everything. Pokies oh, are fucked. Fuck, live yeah. entertainment. Yeah, bro. And my bank account. Well, look, at <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the Bridgeway. Like, we always yeah. talk about this all the time. My dad went to see fucking Motorhead and Cold Chisel yeah. and all of these bands in the 80s, and it has gone unused yeah. for the best part of the last two decades, um, which is in, well, four decades, because it was really the 80s when it was pumping, because whether it's management or whatever, but you've got this space that's in a good spot in the north that can actually hold up to 1,500 so people. It's a bit of an oxymoron, don't you think, Justin? What's that? A good spot in the north? A good spot. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's only, what is it? It's only just north of the mullet-proof fence, as Mark <laughs> Ryan would say. Um, how many did play there? Like, yeah, how many had 1,500 people in there? Yeah, um, so that's a, that's a And show, so it's like, but it's just a venue that has just never been used to its full potential. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, so if you've got, you know, but you look at comedy, yeah. you've got people trying to pop, start up fucking open mics in the pancake kitchen and all these things. Like they're finding little ways to make these shows happen, yeah. which is allowing more people to have more stage time or whatever else. If you don't have that for music, it's going to make it fucking infinitely harder yeah. for anyone to even bother trying to fucking make something of themselves. So yeah, I definitely see. And this um, thing, you know, like, I, I watch that shit on like X Factor and you see these motherfuckers that are like amazing. There's a problem, there's, there's that many... Amazing yeah. musicians in the world. Yeah. And then 
you know, some cunt will get famous. And, and he's like, he's like, okay, but like this motherfucker can do like this crazy hectic shit with their voice or this hectic shit with their guitar. Yeah. But for some whatever reason, it's just going to be playing pubs for the rest of his life. And then, yeah. you know, well, got, with the X Factor, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. It's like yeah. the X Factor isn't necessarily their skill. Yeah. The X Factor is the story, their background story yeah. that they can sell. They're looking that's for marketability. So what yeah. I hate about X Factor is all the singing they put in between the fucking sob stories. Yeah. 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 The, oh, my grandmother's house got blown away in the, in the hurricane. Oh, who gives a fuck, man? Still, like, it's, it's, Just it, sing. It, that's not a trauma for you. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. Uh, fuck off, yeah. man. Yeah, like, yeah fucking... my, my great-grandfather who I never met was in the war and they're like, now welcome Ooh. to the stage. And he died. Really. He died and he was only 170 <laughs> yeah. years old. Yes, what fucking old people do, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> he walks up. He died for this acoustic guitar, all right? Like. Um, yeah, that's and the problem is as well is that the people that make any sort of like, if they get signed a contract out of those fucking corporate shows, then they're owned by some fucking shitty label for the rest of their life and they're just making like absolute fucking Jessica Mowboy hits for the rest of their oh, fucking see, life. See, that's the problem. I know, like, I, I know somebody who won X Factor at one point. And he used to go to the same high school I did. And um, there was even a point there which, when- Which point? Which point did he win it at? Uh, I think it was like 2012. Is that fucking Reese Maston? Yeah, Reese Maston. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, he- Is he gay yet? <laughs> I've got no idea what he does these days, but like he he, he was always into- like, I'm going to hit him up. Yeah, he's like, I might just send him a DM. Be like, you went to Grove High School, bro. Like, but um, another cut, Jack Ridgen. He's, he's a pretty he's, boy. Yeah, he's fucking. pretty. Sorry about that. He's a pretty boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. Isn't he like 15, cunt? He was 15. He was. He was 15 like fucking five years ago. But then ago. when he was at my house <laughs> the other night, he was at least 18 or at least that's what he told me. <laughs> he definitely was. Um, uh, but yeah, so but what we were saying, then Sony signs, then Sony signs somebody, yeah. and then they have to make music they don't want to make for the rest of their life, and they're fucked. Yeah, that's another fucking discussion of having people. T- that's what happens though, right? Just because just because they're making music they don't want to. That, that's a job. Most jobs, most people hate their jobs, right? So fucking, if you got to punch out like fucking Cosby sweater to get a couple million bucks, you punch that shit out and then you can still spit about fucking like ripping cones with your boys back in the shed when you get home. See, you know what the sad thing is though, is quite often these Sony contracts, these big Sony contracts, they, so what they do is they'll give you, let's say like, they'll be like, we'll we'll give you like a million dollars, right? And then you're like, sweet, I've got a million dollars. But they go, what what we're going to do is every record sale, every bit of merchandise attached to your name, that we won't pay you a dime until we've gotten that million dollars back. And then from then you get seven percent. So it's like, do you want to sell your soul and do like? Yes, million bucks, I would. <laughs> if they so no, for half a million. So th- think about it with comedy, though, right? If they if you got offered a spot at the fucking comedy club in in LA and they said, but here's the topics that your sets. I murdered children for that spot. Innocent, good. God-fearing children for a spot at the LA Comedy Store, I'd kill a lot of them too. And you would just do jokes about ex- explicitly what they told you. Whatever you to they do. wanted me to do. Yeah, wow. Shit. Fuck it. I was sell out. This is what I mean. Motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, you know, when Barry's a bricky and he's working on Sunday for double time, he's not a sellout. He's a sick cunt getting paid twice as much. So if you want to give me a million bucks to say what you want to say, give me that million fucking bucks, cunt. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. In fairness, I'll I want to get paid. <laughs> I'd probably do the but same. After like 15 it. years of doing that, would you after not get After 15 years of Dave Chappelle at 100%, I'll be like, fuck you. But I, I'm, I'm saying fuck you from a big pile of money in a mansion somewhere. I ain't saying fuck you from like Davron Park. You know <laughs> what I Dav- mean? It's Devoren. Yeah. Devoren. <laughs> <laughs> you sell out, you make bank, and then you fuck off. That's what I did at Roxby. I fucking got some bank behind me. The supervisor didn't speak in a nice tone, so I fucking walked the fuck out of there. Could I have stayed at that job? Yes, but did I need to? No, because I had money. I'll do the same thing if I get the opportunity in anything. Man, if you want to pay me two million bucks to sit in a fucking pink tutu and sing in front of a hundred million people about my fucking tiny cock, I'm going to do that. Give me my cash, bitch. I want to get paid. <laughs> that whole like Shit. pink tutu thing, singing about your tiny cock, that I've sounds- I've got a video of it already. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm prepared. <laughs> come, come prepared. Sound like it came from someplace. <laughs> Some experience. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. All right, should we wrap this up? Yeah, I yes, we I'm fucking, I'm a bit overexcited. Now. All right, fucking oath. So have you have you got like an Instagram? Or like, I know you've got a, a Facebook. Rude's official, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Hit me up on Grinder. So make sure you follow him on all What's these it, things. Wait, do you have a, just, do you have like a, like a, 
You know, I don't know what how fucking grinder works, but is it like Tinder where you have like a little fucking or is it like know, an account, like like a little? You know how bitches on Tinder will have like nothing yeah. about me is little. Well, no, it's got a bio. I don't have a bio because. Nah. Well, what's my Tinder bio? I don't know. It's 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 not as good as my my real life comedy. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping that you'd have some absolute fucking game changer. No. Nah. <laughs> Because they need to pay for that. I don't give my comedy away yeah, for free. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm that's, to, fair. that's fair. That's like fair. I said, pay me. Please. Just show me Anyone. a cock. Rude. 28. <laughs> show me that's the beauty. See, that's the difference. You straight people need a pickup line. Don't. No. Just no. need. Uh, Just Rude's official. A IG pick and an address. Don't even need an address sometimes. Just, don't even need an address. You just park. need the. No, the, Adela- the address is the Port Adelaide Police Station. 244 <laughs> St. Vincent Street, Port Adelaide. <laughs> But yeah, Love Instagram, it. fuck Facebook, whatever, Grinder, Tinder. Yeah, make sure you follow along because um, um yeah, he's gonna be doing. He's big gonna be things. doing big ass things. Tutus, yeah, fucking edge of glory arena and the edge of glory. Fucking oath. Um, yeah, thanks for coming. Don't on. listen yeah. to the cunts. I probably won't. Probably fuck out in about six months and get back on the session. Be the last anyone ever hears about me, but at least we we'll always have this podcast. That's, that's it, right, mate. That you listen to religiously. <laughs> that's religiously. it. That's it. Uh, as per usual, follow Just along. Like a prayer. Follow along with us and uh, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever it is. All complaints about Rude's conduct can be forwarded to one eight hundred. Go fuck you yourself. Fuck. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, fucking peace out, dickheads. Peace out. Peace out.